0: I feel like I'm home Amen This is where it all got started Right here at Chesapeake Family Worship Center or Chesa- <laughs> Living Faith You can tell where I'm grounded And rooted right now God give us a vision uh, 18 years ago It's been that long 18 years And uh, we've changed a little bit Huh Alright we've changed quite a bit we're talking about, I like what someone said that some of the uh, folks up on the praise team here this morning were from uh, New Light and Power and they've gotten older. And I heard them kind of laugh. And, and I was just talking about that this morning, coming in and seeing some of the folks I haven't seen in some while, you know, and I said, you know, you're getting older uh, when your wife starts dressing you like Earl Brewer. <laughs> <was> good, <laughs> yeah i'll take a hit for that one on the way back to the parking lot but uh but you know uh i grew up here and you know for for a while and and uh god done some good things uh, in my life here i fell in love with jesus right here at living faith and uh had a good teacher and uh and a preacher he he operates on all the gifts and i'm sure he still does and I've got to serve alongside with him on many occasions, doing many things. But um, I had a dream. I don't know how you feel about having dreams and visions, but Joel prophesied that in the last days, that sons and daughters would prophesy, and old men would have dreams, and I guess I'm an old, getting old. There it is again. And young men would have visions. So, so I was trying to turn a dream into a vision. And uh but I've had two, I've had two dreams uh, pertaining uh, to this particular church in my life. And one, the first dream that I had was for me personally. When it came time for me to step out and fly and do what God has called me to do. And he showed me very vividly in a, in a, in a dream slash vision. And I knew that it was God saying it was time to, to move out and do what God had called me to do. And, uh, and God's been faithful. I said he's been faithful. Amen. And, uh, and, I'm, and you know, it's just like the psalmist said, I, I'm old. and But where are we going with this old thing today? Uh, you know, I was young, but now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken. God is still God. And God is still able. Amen. So, so God is uh, uh, providing. And we'll always provide. Amen. And just prior to the invitation here, I had another dream. And I don't share a whole lot, and, and you know, and, and I, a lot of times I'll take a dream, I'll put it on a shelf. But it was, again, it had to do with living faith. And I'm like, wow, why, why can't I dream for, about my church? <laughs> anyway, uh, but I noticed that in the dream, I was, wa- I was walking down the aisle here next to the window and I happened to look out over the congregation and there was this place was full I mean it was standing room only and there were more young people than there were older people not to take away from the older people but obviously the older people were doing something right in order for the younger people to want to be a part of it amen so I felt like the spirit of the Lord saying to me this is that You remember, this is that that Joel prophesied about, that in the last days, that God would pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. Amen. he wasn't just referring to the church, but he's also referring to those that are lost, that God is going to pour out his spirit. And I believe there's going to be an end time revival. Amen. That praise God is going to shake the nation. Amen. We need a good shakening, unfortunately. That's what it takes. He said, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves and pray. See, we've gotten away from what it means to pray. Amen. We've gotten away from what it means to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Because if it had not been for God, where would we be? Hallelujah. Amen. So, so, you know, I just think that there's an order of things that, that we need to put into practice. Amen. If we want to see the glory of God, if we want to witness the, the miraculous, I believe that God is the same today as he was yesterday. I believe he's the Lord that changes not. If he healed 2,000 years ago, he still heals today. That's the God I serve. Yeah, I came out of the faith movement. I said, was there any other? Come on. Amen. Because we walk by faith and not by sight. If you can see it, you don't need faith. Amen. So I think we need to start seeing by faith because it's faith that moves God. He says, for he to cometh to God must first believe that God is and that God is a rewarder to them to diligently seek him. I think. Prior to that, he says, without faith, it's impossible to even please God. So if you don't have faith, then you can't please God. So you can't sit there and say, Pastor, I don't have faith, because the Bible says that every man has been dealt a measure of faith. Amen. So we need to exercise our faith. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So the more we hear, the greater our faith becomes, which brings me kind of to what I was talking to Brother Rob. It's good to see Rob and his wife. And uh, I was telling him, I said, you know, I, he says, "What are you going to preach on?" I said, "Well, I think I'm on It's it's a sample platter. Oh, it's mortgage boards, you know." And and I said, "Well, yeah, that's it. We're having a buffet today." Amen. And. It's a sample platter because there's so much that I would love to be able to pour into you today. And and I know we have a a certain amount of time. And there's so much going on today, other business that we need to attend to. Uh, After all, I want you to remember the Polly family. Uh, uh, Former Mayor Bill Polly passed on and moved home to be with his Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. So let's remember the family today and those who are going to be ministering. Uh, to the family, uh, but having said that, if I could share anything with you at all this morning, it would be out of the book of Genesis. If you've got your Bible with you, why don't you stand with me one more time and let's go to the book of Genesis? I'm not going to keep you long. Like I said, I'm, it's a sample platter. I'm going to move around a little bit, and but this is something that that I really think that that will bear witness and, and I think will help us to go to the next level. Anybody want to go to the next level? Amen. And God, you know, to be a Christian, you can't stay the same. Amen. Being a Christian is, is about growing. It's about opportunity. Amen. It's about increase. Amen. And, and so God's a God of increase. And God wants us to grow and he wants us to flourish. Amen. He wants us to bear fruit. All right, so let's look at this, and if I can find it here, uh, verse 11 in chapter 18 of the book of Genesis. Genesis 18, verse 11. Are you there? All right, it says, now Abraham and Sarah, now get this, we're old. (laughs) Did I get a confirmation or what? (laughs) Thank you, Lord. You're funny. Hallelujah. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well-stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am wax old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? Can you say that with me? Is anything too hard for the Lord? And he says, and at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Now listen to verse 15. I love this. It says here in verse 15, then Sarah denied saying, I laugh not for she was afraid. And he said, nay, no, but thou didst laugh. It's almost like God has a sense of humor. He's laying out the blueprint for Sarah and Abram. Amen. and says the promise is going to come through you. My title, if I was to put a title on this morning's message, would be simple. Why settle, settle for an Ishmael when God has promised you an Isaac? Too many people are settling for less when God says, I want to give you more. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. And Lord, we thank you that, Lord, your word has gone forth into this place and it will not return void, but it will accomplish what you sent it to accomplish and prosper in the thing, Lord, that you want it to prosper. Now, Lord, I pray for good ground. Lord, I pray for a heart, Lord, that is that Lord is ready. Lord, and is open, Lord, to receive your word today. No, Lord, let this word bring forth fruit in our lives as we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Hallelujah. You we, 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 was talking about something about carrying, you know, and, and, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning is about that Sarah conceived from God. Amen. And she brought forth a man child. And his name was Isaac. Isaac means laughter. In other words, God gets the last laugh. Amen. Sarah, I don't believe, I don't believe that it was that Sarah did not believe God or did not trust God. But I, I think what Sarah had a, a problem with was she couldn't get her eyes off of what she could see in the physical realm. I'm old, well-stricken in age. I'm above the age of, you know, bearing children, as the manner of some women are. You know, Lord, this seems impossible. Amen. But nothing is too hard for God. Amen. So I want to share, if I can, just briefly this morning. God has given each and every one of us a word. When you got saved, guess what? The word showed up. You conceived. Amen. And Jesus lives on the inside of you. The hope of glory. Amen. Lives on the inside. That's why 1 John 4 4 says, for greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. The greater one lives on the inside. Jesus said it's imperative that I go into the Father because if I don't go, the Holy Spirit can't come. But when I go, I will send him myself and he will abide with you and in you it's it's good to know that he walks alongside us but let me tell you something it brings comfort it brings peace it brings joy to know that he's in me amen Amen. hallelujah so when you got saved you conceived now the goal is is to bring forth the man child jesus in your life Hallelujah. The Bible says that you're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You're a new creature in Christ. You're not the man or the woman that you used to be. You've been born again. Hallelujah. Amen. So praise the Lord. So we, give, you know, we look at this, and, and we realize that nothing is too hard for God. Oh, it might look hard to us, to the eye. It may look impossible. But nothing is impossible with God. Yeah. Can I get a witness? Yeah. Hallelujah. Turn with me, if you would, to Romans chapter 3. Romans chapter 3. I believe it's where I want to go. It'll get me close. Actually, it's chapter 4. Chapter 4, look at verse 18. Are you there? Say amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 18 says, talking about Abraham, who against hope, the odds were against him, but God was for him. The odds may be against you, but God is for you. Amen. So he says, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken? So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, verse 19, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now here's where the rubber meets the road, right here. Church, we need to grab a hold of this this morning. And being fully persuaded... Fully committed. I'm all in. Praise God. I'm trusting God. Proverbs 3 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to thy own understanding, but acknowledge him in all of your ways, and he shall direct your path. Amen. So Abram's saying, I'm all in. I'm fully persuaded. Now get this I'm fully persuaded. That what he had promised God, he was able to perform. And therefore it was imputed unto him for righteousness. But not only was it imputed unto him for righteousness, but unto all of us who believe. Does anyone believe God this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. So you have right standing with God. I I find encouragement in, in, in that this morning. To have right standing with God means that I have access to God, and if I have access to God, then that means I should come with confidence. The Bible says, "Come boldly under the throne of grace, that we may attain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need." Anybody need help this morning, or my all by myself? Amen. The Bible says, "Look under the hills from whence come with our help." The Lord is our helper. And we have a helpmate, the Holy Ghost. I still believe in the Holy Ghost. I believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, I'm one of those who speak in tongues. Amen. Hallelujah. I've got a heavenly language, amen, that confounds the wise and confuses the devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And I, I don't think we exercise that gift enough. First time I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, man, I went a-running and I went a-shouting. Why? Because man didn't give it to me. God did. I didn't have to mimic someone. Hello? I had my own language. Hallelujah. Amen. I had my own experience. And some of us need our own experience. Some of us need to spend some time with God alone. Amen. You notice that when Saul had his conversion on the road to Damascus... The Bible said he didn't confer with the apostles. No, but he went on the backside of Arabia and he spent some time with God. He had his own experience. You know, the Bible says that when he was on the road to Damascus, a bright light, light shined around him and he fell to the ground and he was stricken blind. I preach a message that says he saw more in three days being blind than he did in a lifetime. Come on, you'll get that one on the way to the parking lot. Come on. Sometimes things have to happen in our lives in order for God to get our attention. Sometimes we got to be put on our back in order to look up. Hallelujah. But aren't you thankful that we can look up? And when we look up, our redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. Abram said, I'm fully persuaded. I believe it's in Numbers 23, verse 19. It says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If God said it, he'll do it. Now, here's the other part I like. And if God has spoken it, he'll make it good. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that awesome? If God said it, he'll do it. If he spoke it, he'll make it good. It's almost as if to say, like, is anything too hard for me? Amen. Nothing is impossible with God. If God be for you, and I know we ought to be preaching that around the world. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. I love that passage, Brother Mark, where where he said, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God who justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ who died, but yea, rather is risen again. He didn't stay dead. I said he didn't stay dead. He came out on the third day. Why seek ye the living amongst the dead? He is not here, for he has risen. Hallelujah. We don't serve a dead God. Amen. He's alive and he ever lives, the Bible says, and he makes intercession for you and for me. He's praying for us. He's standing in the gap. I I love the motto that you guys used to have hanging up. Loving God and loving people bringing the two together. I like that. Ours kind of goes like little as much if God is in it. Little as much if God is in it. Ask yourself this morning, is God in it? Hallelujah. Now, we go back to the story that where God spoke to Abram and said, I'm going to change your name to Abraham because you're going to be a father of many nations. And then we come back, bringing it forward. And the Bible said he considered not his own body dead, neither the deadness. He had, not only did he have enough faith for his own body, but he had enough faith for Sarah. Yeah. Think about that. That's great faith. You remember the man that was sick of the palsy and and Jesus was in one of the synagogues and he was ministering and the press was so great that that those who had, he had four friends that that carried him on a cot or bed and they could not get into the synagogue where Jesus was because of the press but because of their will and their determination and desperation they said we're going to find a way to get in. And the Bible said they went up on the roof, amen, to where Jesus was, and they cut a hole in the roof, praise God, and they lowered the man down to where Jesus was. And Jesus healed that man. He said, would it be easier to heal him or say thy sins be forgiven, indicating that he had the power to forgive? Glory. But here's what I want to say to you. He didn't heal the man because a man that... Because he was sick of the palsy, he healed him because of the four who lowered him down. Had faith enough to believe. If we could just get him in his presence, he'll be healed. Church, we've got to get in God's presence. And we've got to stay in his presence. Hallelujah. Because there's healing in his presence. Abram said, I'm fully persuaded to what God has promised he would perform it. Do you know the Bible tells us in Philippians 1, 6, for he who begun a good thing in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Look to your neighbor and say, God ain't done with me yet. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, So when you got saved, you conceived a man, child, on the inside of you, and his name is Jesus. And we're to give birth to Jesus. Oh, I know that's deep to some. Hallelujah! What do you mean, Pastor? Well, Paul said it like this: I'm crucified, I'm crucified with Christ, but yet I live. But not I. But the life that I now live in this flesh, I live by faith through Him. Who's Him? Jesus, who loved me and gave Himself for me. Paul Paul was saying, I died with Him, and now I'm going to live with Him. Hallelujah! Praise God! So, so, so it's no longer us living. It's Christ in us. So when you lay hands on someone and you're believing for their healing, that's not really your hands that that'll mess somebody's theology up. Wow, man, they've really went off the deep end. Well, sometimes we gotta go deep. Come on. Doesn't the Bible says that if you're gonna build a house, you've got to go deep to have a sure foundation? Jesus is our sure foundation. Hallelujah. Praise God. So here we are. We we conceived, Mary conceived of the Holy Ghost. And guess what? She brought forth a man child. And you shall call him Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah. She became impregnated by the Holy Spirit. So what is the Holy Spirit's job? What is his purpose? To help us to bear fruit. Fruit is the byproduct of what the Holy Spirit is doing in you and through you. I got to show you this because it was like a light went off. And, you know, I'm pretty simple. It doesn't take a whole lot for a light to go off. But Galatians chapter 5, real quick. I got a few more minutes, Mark. All right. Galatians chapter 5, he talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And I, I think this is worth mentioning. Listen to what he says in verse 22. Are you there? It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, longsuffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. There's only one fruit. Didn't say fruits, singular, one fruit. Amen. But all of these, these traits here stem from the Holy Spirit. In other words, these things have to be birthed into our lives, and that's why He gave them a name. There's a fruit of love. Are you hearing me? Let, me? let me say, I want you to get a hold of this. I want you to put a face on this. Amen. There, there's the fruit of love. Amen. There's the fruit of joy. There's the fruit of peace. There's the fruit of long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. And then you go on down, there's another list of them. One of them's temperance. I've talked to people before, and they say, Pastor, you know what? I'm operating in love and, and you know, and all these other things, but I've got a temper problem. You know what I told them? Spend some more time with God. Amen. Praise God. See, we've got to have a relationship with God. Intimacy is what brings forth the fruit. My children are a byproduct of intimacy with my wife. Come on, we're adults here. Amen. Amen. So, so when you spend more time with God, when you spend more time in the Word, when you spend more time in the Holy Ghost, you become intimate with Him. Therefore, praise God, there, there's going to be fruit that's going to, you know, there's going to be love. There's going to be joy. There's going to be peace. There's going to be long suffering. These things are birthed out of us. Amen. Well, I may not be there yet. That's all right. Stay with Jesus. Come on. Stay hooked up with Jesus because that thing that is in you is holy Whew. glory and it's going to come forth because Jesus said I am the vine and you are the branches and the branches to bring forth fruit whatever is in the vine has to come through the branch but if you're not hooked up to the vine come on you're just a dead branch And he says you're good for nothing And it's gathered up and it's thrown into the fire. Church, I don't want to be thrown into the fire. The only fire I want to experience in my life is the fire of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said they were in one place and they were in one accord. And suddenly there was a sound like that of a mighty rushing wind. And cloven tongues of fire came down and sat upon each and every one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak in new tongues. Hallelujah. We ought to walk different. We ought to sound different. You know, I, I use the old cliche, if it looks like a duck, sounds like a duck. Quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Well, if it walks like a Christian, what does it mean to be a Christian? You want a revelation? You want to go deep? It means to be Christ-like. Wow. That's what a Christian means. It means I'm Christ-like. I'm like Jesus. I'm not Jesus, but I'm, you're not above the master, but you're to be like your master. Yeah. What you see Jesus doing, we ought to do. Huh? I wonder if God's doing us like he did with Sarah and Abram when he spoke over them and said, the promise is going to come out of your loins. And Sarah just laughed within herself. I don't believe it was an outright outburst. It was probably one of these. (laughs) You know, just within herself. Why do you share that, Pastor? Because I think there's a lot of times we think we can get a buy with almost anything. But God, God hears. Do you know that Sarah thought she had to help God. Amen, to bring forth that man-child because she couldn't get her eyes off of what she was seeing in the natural. So what does she do? She goes to Hagar, her handmaiden, and bids Hagar to go unto Abram. Amen, which brought forth Ishmael. You know what Ishmael means in the Hebrew? It means God listens. God listens. And I know he was referring to the time that when Hagar was... Been afflicted when Sarah Sarah actually got upset with what she had done and gave Hagar the boot. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto Hagar and said, God hears. I'm so thankful to know this morning that God hears, that his ear is open to our cry, that he hasn't forsaken the righteous. Amen. Paul said there's trouble on every side, but yet I'm not distressed. Amen. Perplexed. Amen. But not in despair. Or not in despair. I'm just... How's that go? Forsaken but not cast down. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. So, So I want to encourage you today. We need to have that like faith as Abram. He staggered not at the promises of God through doubt and unbelief. Paul said that he was persuaded amen that neither life nor death nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God nothing can separate us from the love of God my question to you this morning is this what has God spoken over you What have you conceived this morning of the Holy Spirit? What are you carrying this morning? What are you about ready to give birth to? You remember the Roman centurion that was a friend of Jesus, and he had a servant who was sick, nearing to death, and he had sent his servants to Jesus to come and touch his servant. Jesus was on his way to, to heal the servant. And therefore, he sent other servants to Jesus and said, Listen, I'm not worthy for you to come under my roof, but just speak the word. There's power in the word, Pastor. There's power in the word. Just speak the word because he said, I'm a man of like passions, you know, or like authority. i say to this one, Go and he goes, to this one, Come and he comes, and to this one, Do this, and, and he does it. Just speak the word. Amen. Because I know that whatever you ask, it's going to be done. Do you have that kind of faith? That whatever you ask of the Lord, it's going to be done. Jesus said, I'm not seeing so great a faith in all of Israel. Think about it. Faith to move mountains. Faith to move the hand of God. The Roman centurion said, I'm not worthy and most of us feel like we're not worthy. But he was talking about something totally different. He was talking about, I'm a man of like authority. When people came into his house, they did obedience to him. They submitted to those of that house. That, that Roman saturian was saying, I'm not worthy for you to come submit to me. I need to be submitting to you. Hallelujah. Church, we've got to get this thing in order. Amen. Jesus doesn't submit to us. We submit to him. Hallelujah. The Bible says if we'll submit to God, we can resist the devil and he'll what? He'll flee. But if we don't submit to God, it doesn't matter how much you resist the devil. He don't have to go anywhere. But the minute you make your mind up in whom you're going to serve, I'm going to serve God and him only, hallelujah you'll give birth to your promise let's give God a hand clap of praise this morning hallelujah God is good the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 I think it says hold fast therefore your profession of faith without wavering for he is faithful